Good morning. It's Tuesday, July 5th. I'm Shamita Basu. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Police in suburban Chicago now have a man in custody after a shooting at a 4th of July parade. Six people were killed. Dozens more were injured. Highland Park police say the shooter used a high-powered rifle on a rooftop overlooking the parade. An eyewitness told CNN that people first thought they were hearing fireworks. Then they realized they were under attack. I grabbed my dad and started running. All of a sudden, everyone behind us started running. I looked back probably 20 feet away from me. I saw a girl shot and killed. The girl I've heard on the news with in blood saw her die. I've never seen anything like this. The victims ranged in age from 8 to 85 years old. A search went on for hours until last night when authorities arrested a man they called a person of interest. This is a developing story that you can follow in the Apple News app. This next story has some graphic details. There's been a lot of talk over the weekend about a story that illustrates the stark new realities of abortion access in America. The Indianapolis Star reports a 10-year-old girl in Ohio, a victim of rape, was around six weeks pregnant on the day the Supreme Court issued its decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Six weeks is now the cutoff in Ohio. So a child abuse doctor called a colleague in Indiana to send her across state lines to get an abortion. The Supreme Court ruling is often framed as one that impacts the choices of women. This is a reminder that it can affect very young girls, too. People facing difficult choices about pregnancy sometimes wind up in so-called crisis pregnancy centers— A more accurate name for these types of places is anti-abortion centers, because people there are trained to argue against the procedure, sometimes with misleading information. Abigail Abrams from Time magazine investigated these places, which often market themselves deceptively. They really do try to mirror the look and the feel of an abortion clinic or a more legitimate women's health clinic that provides medical services. They choose names that sound like they're going to be a medical clinic. Oftentimes, they'll be things like Your Choice or Women's Health Clinic. The number of these types of facilities has surged in the last two decades. And now that patients seeking abortion risk prosecution in some places— their new concerns about misuse of all the data these centers collect. Abrams tells the story of a pregnant woman who was at high risk for an ectopic pregnancy, which is not viable and could have killed her. She did a quick web search. It led her to a place called Choices Dallas. She thought she was going to a medical facility to get advice. Instead, she got anti-abortion rhetoric, and she says it was upsetting. After she found a real doctor and ended the pregnancy, she was worried about her privacy. The people at the anti-abortion center scanned her ID and took down her personal data. Abrams explained this is a growing concern. Privacy lawyers tell Time that many of these facilities don't have to follow health data protection laws like HIPAA. 
They are not legally required to keep that information private by these federal privacy laws. And that's because they're not licensed medical clinics. They're providing services for free. And so even if they say they are protecting this information, it's hard to tell what they're actually doing with the information. And those privacy concerns will multiply as more of these places open. Anti-abortion organizations have said they want to expand the number of centers. They have already seen an uptick in the people visiting these centers and really see this as the future of maternal care in a lot of states. That's especially true because these centers really do kind of fill a gap for some of the women in states where the government has either slashed other safety net programs or not invested in healthcare in those states. Today, there are more than 2,500 anti-abortion centers in the U.S. They outnumber abortion clinics three to one. The Supreme Court rulings on abortion, guns, immigration, and environmental regulation got the most headlines recently. So it's possible you might have missed another big announcement last week. It wasn't a ruling, but a confirmation that the court will hear a case on election law. The Washington Post explains how this is a big deal because this means the court could drastically change who has power over voting rules, with implications for control of Congress and the White House. It's a case brought by North Carolina Republicans. They're appealing the state Supreme Court ruling that the state's new congressional map was an unconstitutional gerrymander. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court will consider the conservative legal concept called independent legislature theory. Some legal theorists say that it's a literal reading of the U.S. Constitution. Wendy Weiser of NYU Law's Brennan Center for Justice talked about concerns earlier this year. If the Supreme Court adopts this theory, it could completely upend and undermine voting rights, redistricting reforms, and election administration. That's because if the Supreme Court backs the most far-reaching interpretation of this theory, state courts and governors could be cut out of decisions on election law. That would put partisan state legislatures in control, meaning that they could change rules to favor their party. It could even give them power to implement something like Trump's attempt to overturn the presidential results using alternate slates of electors. Republicans control the state legislature in 30 states. So this is a case to think about in the days ahead, especially as you watch the January 6th hearings. The committee is planning more public hearings this month. Inflation has destroyed our ability to get cheap, mediocre pizza. I'm talking about the dollar slice. In New York, this is an institution. It's what you eat late at night, after the bars. It's what you eat in the middle of the day, if you're late somewhere and you need to keep walking while you're munching. No one is saying that it's great pizza, but it's only a dollar. How can you beat that? NPR reports on how rising costs everywhere are killing off dollar slices. Now it's turning into more like $1.50. But it also explains why some deals are able to endure a bumpy inflation ride. Take Costco. Since 1985, it's offered a hot dog and a soda for just $1.50. And that even includes soda refills. Now, if it kept up with inflation, 
that deal should be around four bucks today. An economist explains these are loss leaders. They're priced cheap because they get you into the store. And once you're there, you're going to buy more stuff, right? See, a pizzeria can't really get away with this because they've got to make their money selling you pizza. But Costco can stand to lose a little on their hot dogs if it makes up the profit selling you other stuff. So if you're wondering whether your favorite cheap deals can withstand inflation, keep this little economics lesson in mind and enjoy the taste of a deal wherever you can find it. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And when you're in the app, keep listening to hear narrated articles from our News Plus partners. I'll talk with you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.